Thank you for joining me on our esthetician chat with Stephanie Lane's Institute. For those of you who are on my podcast tonight, we are going to discuss, do you want the money? This is going to be a really interesting one. I feel that um, our industry does not talk about wanting the money. We just talk about making the money or striving or uh, working or whatever we put uh, a word to. For me, The want has to be there because if I don't want the money, then I'm not going to do the things that I need to do in order for the money to come into the business. What does that mean? Am I willing to understand that if I want to have a certain level of income, if I want to make so much money per day, per client, all of these things, then I have to sit down and strategically plan exactly what that looks like. I find that a lot of beauty businesses really kind of just fly by the seat of their pants. They decide what services they want to do based on the popularity, or they don't understand that niche is where you truly make more income. They don't understand the retail game. So when I ask the question, do you want the money? Are you willing to do the things to get the money into the business consistently, which in turn goes into your pocket? If you don't want it and you are focusing on something else, and I'll give an example. The number one thing that most beauty business solo owners, owners that have a team, their number one goal in my experience with them has always been to grow the clientele. To be honest, growing your clientele does not actually equal dollar or more income if you haven't strategically planned the work to get more clients means they're going to spend more because I'm going to market in this way. I'm going to offer a service in this way. I'm going to niche. I'm going to encourage them to invite their family and friends. Like it can't just be, I want more clients. And I find that people fall into that hole of, I want more clients, but that does not mean you're going to make more money. Why do I say that? I'm really one of the only ones that says that in this way, because having a lot of clients does not equal full books, consistent income. You could have a thousand clients that might come to you once a year. How will that book grow consistency? Like you want a hundred clients coming to you 12 times a year. Like you got to change your mindset. So if I want to have more money into my business, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that, but I'm not going to limit myself to just having more clients. I'm not going to limit myself to just having, um, maybe one service that just makes all of my, like, I'm not going to limit myself. So I'm going to be able to understand the beauty business and my business, how my money comes in and how my money goes out. I did a new masterclass today, specifically talking about allocations. And a lot of people who have not been in business for a long time cannot master or even put their head around understanding allocations, meaning I'm going to assign how my money comes in to an expense. So all my service dollars are going to go to my payroll and my rent and my product purchases. That's based on our cost per service that we've talked about on podcasts. I've talked about on my YouTube channel, talked about in my master classes, but then I'm going to take a step further. All the money I make online is going to go towards my utilities or all this money is going to go here. Like I'm going to start allocating every single income stream in my business to a specific expense. That's taking it a step further versus you having a really big pot, basically one account where all your income is, and then you divide it up. If you have money issues, that's not going to work. I can speak from truth. I have money issues. 
um, for a long time. When I started allocating, it really started to change the way the business works. So when I when I make the broad generalization of asking, and I've asked many estheticians this question, do you want the money? Everyone will say yes in a knee-jerk response until I say, so what does that look like? You want the money, but what does it really look like? So let's break it down. What does it look like in services? What does it look like in retail? What does it look like in online sales? What does it look like in your Facebook group that you're monetizing? What does it look like in your Zoom consultations or your Zoom facial parties? What does that look like? If you can't picture that or if you cannot give me a specific um, answer to that, then you really don't want the money because you're not willing to do the things to get the money. And that's a hard pill to swallow because we have been taught from beauty school that the more clients you have, the more money you make. And that's not necessarily true, unfortunately. Clientele, as you know, has a lot to do with relationships. The relationship has to come with them coming back. So you have to have reoccurring income every single month. You want the more people that give you reoccurring income, the more consistently your money will stay. That doesn't have anything to do with having a whole bunch of clients. Your goal is to get them to consistently return. If you want them to consistently return, you have to do the things to have them consistently return. Like there's so much work that comes along with being a business owner, a solo esthetician. Like there's so much work that's involved behind the scenes. And then when you're in front of your clients that a lot of people get overwhelmed with behind the scenes and sometimes they don't show up to their best selves with their clients. So then the clients turn around and say, oh, this time I didn't have you like I had last time. Is there something going on? Like it's such a very relationship built business, but it's hard for us to put on that business hat and stay in that business hat and actually have goals in that business hat and actually do the goals. We're going to give a broad stroke. And when I, when I ask businesses, especially beauty business, okay, so what would you like your business to be? Oh, I want more clients. Okay. So what does that look like? Well, if I had full books, okay, so let's, let's stay there. If you had full books, what does that mean? Well, if I had full books, that means I would have consistent income, not necessarily because full books, and I learned this, full books does not necessarily mean the money will be consistent. You could have full book of someone or a whole day of nothing but lip waxes, which will give you 15 or 20 bucks versus a full day of facials at 250. Like a full book, again, is too broad. So I want you to break it down by the day and say, I want to make $500 a day. And this is what it's going to look like. And this is what I'm going to need to do to get that $500 a day. This is what it'll look like on the retail end. So if I don't get enough in services, then I want to make it up with my retail dollars. So because my goal is to get $500 a day. So that could be a combination of the two. The other thing that you want to really kind of keep in mind as well is we have to stop broad stroking our business. We have to stop saying the cliches. I want a full book. I want lots of clientele. I want to make a lot of money. Let's start breaking that down. The way I'm going to make money is A, B, C, D, E. 
The way I'm going to have consistent clients is A, B, C, D, E, F, D, right? Those are the things that for me, give me a lot more clarity, but it also will allow you to start doing the work. This business is not for the weak. I can tell you that right now. The reason I say, and I encourage people to go from school to working for someone is because there's so many different hats and so many different views in this business that if you don't quite understand it and get your on-the-job training as an esthetician first, and then go out on your own and, and add on to that business side, you're going to struggle. And that struggle comes from just lack of understanding, right? You're not understanding that one, most clients don't want someone who does not have experience, right? Two, most of your mistakes happen in the first one to three years of you being an esthetician. Three, it's hard to justify to someone and tell them that you're learning or this is new and yet expect income or expect them to give you money for you being new and you not having a lot of experience. It's a hard thing to justify. So when I talk to especially people who are kind of getting into this business range where they're wanting to work for themselves, they're wanting to control their hours, they want to control what they spend and how they make income, it's hard for them to get their mind wrapped around the business side. Like the business side has to be has to have that same energy effort as you showing up in your treatment room for every single client. You have to have the same energy. What I find is most of them throw the business to the wayside. And then when things change in the business or there's an abrupt change, meaning there is um, a decline of clients making appointments or clients are not purchasing as much, or there's a change, right? Then they go into panic mode. You've seen that. You've been on social media. Someone will have everything going great. They announce that it's going great. And the minute their business takes a turn, they start devaluing themselves. They start putting things on sale. They start discounting their services. They start doing things, bottom basement prices to try to justify having people come in. And those are always knee-jerk responses because If you understood your business and ebbs and flows and the different income streams that you have coming in, then you wouldn't go to discounting first. And that's something that I've always talked about. I've talked about it for years, just the knee-jerk response when businesses um, see a change in their business or their income has changed, they freak out. And they do things that are outside of their business plan. And I'm going to tell you right now, the minute you discount, the minute you lower your price, the minute you do things that you have never done, now you've set that bar so low that they're always going to expect that from now on. So the prices that you had before are completely erased in their mind because now you did something out of desperation. So you're desperate. So now I know that I can come in as a client and say, I saw you do that discount and I love to take you up on that. Can we make that a point? And so now you're starting to question everything. That's why discounting is so hard to get out of, especially if you started off. It's hard to get out of discounting because you, you attract a client that is not your ideal client. My conversations with client will be based off of my expertise. The minute you discount something or you show something is on sale, you've changed that relationship. And it's so funny when I hear estheticians get so frustrated 
with clients who are constantly only wanting to see them when they have a sale, yet they set that up that way. The only reason they're asking it is because you offered it. If you didn't offer it, they wouldn't ask for it. So stop stop offering it. Stop asking for it. Don't even bring it up. Don't even have it as an option. So when you start looking at, do I need to discount? Why am I discounting? How do I get myself out of discounting? It goes back to my original question. Do you want the money? Do you want what you're worth? Do you want your hourly rate? If you want it, you got to do the things to get it. And those things take work, take time. It does not happen overnight. So you can't tell me I want the money. I want this. I want that and do no work. Does not work like that. You really have to understand that both of them work together and you got to work for everything that you get. You got to work on showing up. You got to work on the relationship with the client. You got to understand how your your clients purchase. You got to be on top of your inventory. You got to keep product on your shelf. You got to keep the bills paid. You got to keep up with your back bar. You got to realize when it's time to go up on your prices. You got to understand how to pay yourself and pay yourself regularly. You got to understand your complete business from door open to door close. You got to figure out how to make income when the doors are closed and lights are off. You got to figure out how to make income in a 24-hour day. You got to do the things to reach people who may not be coming into your business. You got to continue to monetize your Facebook group and post and have instructions and have your cancellation list, all of those things happening. Like all of the things that I just mentioned are things that you need to be doing in your day to day. I didn't talk about taxes. I didn't talk about payroll. I didn't talk about uh, um, investments or, or equipment investments. I didn't talk about the big things. I talked, I'm talking about the day to day. So if you want the income, but you struggle with the day to day, and your focus is, I want to have more clients. We got to start over. Because like I said in the beginning, having more clients does not necessarily mean you're going to make more money. Especially if you have clients that are coming in and they're not spending the money. And they are seeking out your discounts because you in a, in a panic time, in a, in, a, in a moment in time, you undervalued yourself and cut yourself to the point where you discounted and you didn't need to, but now you have a certain core group of people who are focusing on that discount. And then it really starts to question. You start to question exactly what's happening with you. You start to question what's going on with the business. Can I make it? What am I doing wrong? Why do I only attract people who want my discounts? Why do I only attract people who are asking me to pay me less than what I'm worth? Because you gave them the option. So if you take away the discount options, then there's nothing for them to ask for. But if you understand that, then you understand my original question. Do you want the money? If you had the opportunity to earn $100 an hour, would you want that? Yes, you would. So my question is, what are you willing to do to get $100 an hour? What work are you willing to do to get $100 an hour? 
And if you're not willing to do that, then be honest and say you're not ready to do that, but also don't turn around a discount and think you're going to get what you want. Discounting never grows your clientele ever. I don't care how many people come and say this on social media that they've grown their business in this way and that way. I have never seen a successful business in a six and seven figure range that was successful discounting. Because at the end of the day, the discount comes out of your hourly rate. And I'm not, I would never encourage people to give themselves less than what they're worth. And what do I mean by that? When you do the cost per service worksheet, there's a spot on there where you can dictate how much you want to make per 15 minutes or 30 minutes or hour. I have some people that have broken it down per minute, how much they want to make. So when you have that opportunity, why would you take away from your income to justify a discount? We already did a podcast. I did a podcast earlier talking about less discounting and more promotions. Um, And that conversation was really interesting because there's a lot of us out here thinking we're making it because we're discounting. Discounting will always take away from your bottom line. Discount will put you in a box with certain people who will argue when you raise your price. They will argue when you want to be paid your worth. They will give you more headaches and more drama because you set it up for them to get what they want. At the end of the day, you're working with your expertise. You charge for your expertise. You know, when I used to do master classes, I used to talk about specialties, right? We have physicians that go into specialty in the dental field. They're specialists, right? So when I would talk to estheticians, I always say, okay, so what is your specialty? What is it that you like? And many of them would say, oh, I don't know. Okay. And it was very clear. Yes, you have 15 services on your service menu because you really just don't know what you want to specialize in. The reason I would focus on specializing is because once you find your niche, you can charge for that specialty, especially if you have education backed with that specialty. Then from there, your hourly rate goes to exactly what you want because you've now niched down. And then light bulbs started coming on because I told them, I said, okay, so let's say you take, give me the top three things, three services that you love to do. And of course, you know, they all rambled off. And I said, okay, so what if those three services were the only things that you did in your business? Would you be happy? Yeah, kind of would. Okay. So let's keep those three services that you just called off and let's take everything off of your service menu and only keep those three. How would that make you feel? I kid you not, 80% of them, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. My clients would be upset. And I would always be like, upset about what? Well, that I didn't have all the other services. Okay, so pull your menu back out. I asked you the last time you did these services, and most of them has been about 30 days or longer. So who is going to be upset? These aren't your normal clients. These are your seasonal They'll get over it. You'll be fine. So let's cross them off. And they slowly would cross them off and then look at me. So these are the three services that you like to do. These are the three services you're going to specialize in. So let's look at your cost per service on what you're supposed to charge versus what you're charging now. Believe it or not, it was, let, it was like 50% or higher 
that they were charging on the ones that they loved to do and the ones that they did really well and the ones that they had most of their education in because they were afraid that the clients wouldn't pay for it. And then I would go into my story about how I got my $250 facial. It had nothing to do with being fearful. It had to do with me knowing my worth and knowing what I was offering and saying that no one else could do it. So I specialized in that. The reason I did the seven minute Brazilian is because it was a specialty. I'm quick, I'm fast, I'm efficient. I specialized it. So you're going to pay for that as a specialty, right? I love asking that question. Do you want the money? Because it's an open-ended question. Most people say yes. I've never had anyone say no. But when I go and add on to the question, that's when the people start to say, well, I'm not really sure. And then I go back to the original question. Then why did you go into business for yourself if you're not sure? Because taking on a business is a whole big undertaking. It's not for the weak. So you got to be sure. You got to be willing to put in the work. And you can't be blindsided or bamboozled thinking if you have a huge clientele, you're going to make all of this money. I think for me, that was the biggest aha was when I worked and I first had my first job as an esthetician and I worked for a chain. And this was way before Ulta, way before European Wax Center, way before all those other chains. This was called uh, Pure Beauty. And Pure Beauty is kind of like an Ulta, um, but the original, right? The aha moment came for me where this company was making multi-million dollars, but still went out of business, still went bankrupt. Because they did not understand the spa side. They had barbers, they had stylists nail techs, estheticians. They didn't understand the business. The fact that I was making 50% commission and had full benefits, I had an amazing position. I made a lot of money. I was grateful for my benefits. Um, But when it comes down to dollars and cents, it didn't make sense to pay full salon 50% commission. I had linen service, they provided the back bar. They provided the, re- I mean, I had a good, but from a business owner mind, it was impossible for them to make it for long-term. It was absolutely impossible. They were constantly giving coupons, constantly giving discounts, constantly doing those things, right? But still paying me 50% still paying my benefits 100%. So I say that example because when you start looking at your business, you start looking at your income, you start looking at your expense. Your expense has to be less than your income in order for you to make revenue. Does that make sense? So I have to make more than what I spend in this business to have revenue. Most of us struggle because our expenses or more than what we make. So we're constantly in the red. So we're constantly trying to figure out how to bring more money in because we're, the money's going out faster than it's coming in. And I go back to, do you want the money? If the client is expecting to spend the money with you when they step into your business, how easy are you making it for them to spend money? What work have you done to understand what it is you want out of the business and how to relay that to your clients? Or are you struggling and you really just don't know? 
And then in turn, it comes off to the client like you don't know. And that's where I go back to experience. That's where I go back to signatures. That's where I go back to what is it that you're doing that no one else is going to do? That takes time to figure out, right? So when I started understanding that my 250 facial was easily attainable if I changed my mindset and I did things that no one else was going to do, but that I was bold enough to put it on my service menu and make it the only thing that they could get if they wanted a facial. That's when I realized that I can ask for exactly what I want. So yeah, I want the money. I'm going to do things to get the money, but if I don't ask for it, then I'm not going to get it. So if I don't put it on my service menu, if I don't put it on my website, then I'm not going to get it because I want it, but I'm not asking for it because I'm afraid that there's nobody there that's going to purchase it. When I worked at Pure Beauty, there was a line called Zibagati and Zibagati at the time was a very expensive skincare line um, that did not have a back bar, but their moisturizers were like 350 their cleansers was 125 their serums were like 450 bucks and i was expected to sell this line and sell dermalogica sell ddf i had murad i had declior i had um uh, who else did i have i had two other lines that were in there and then there was zibagati right zibagati had a beautiful packaging um very very obviously high end um, did I think it was worth that much? Not really, but they, they, their serum and their cream was bomb. I will say that. Um, and so Ziba Gotti kind of introduced me to the first luxury skincare line that was not professional only. Right. And then DDF at the time had a facial, um, product. It was a treatment cream and it came in a beautiful crystal jar and it was $125. And so I was constantly looking at Zibagati all the time, like, dang, how can they charge $450 for a serum? And I'm not talking about an eight ounce serum. I'm talking about a two ounce serum and people would buy it. Not only the way it was packaged, the way it was smelled, the way it felt, it felt, it was a beautiful line. Don't get me wrong. For over the counter, I was very impressed, right? But I sold the hell out of that. One, because I would never use it. But two, because it was so luxurious. And the minute I would open it and put it on people's hands, they were like, what is that? I was like, that's nice, huh? And I put it right back on the shelf and then right below the tag would be 450. And I said, well, it's 450. It's pretty pricey, um, but it's a beautiful product. And they were always like, is there samples? I'm like, no, unfortunately there's not. And then you would have people just kind of look at it and stare and rub their hands back and forth or wherever I would put it. Cause I would use a Q-tip and they would, I would give them the Q-tip and they would take the Q-tip and just wipe it all over their hands. And they just look at it and then walk away and then come back. And every time someone had it in their hands, they bought that damn jar for $465. I say that story because I understand what it is to ask. The only way you're going to get the money is if you ask for it. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. So you can't be afraid. You can't tell me, oh, I don't, the clients aren't going to pay for it. There is a client that will pay for it. Trust me. It took me forever to get there. 
And then when I did get there, I was so upset at myself that I waited so long. I should have been had that 250 facial. The things that I do with my hands and the manipulations my hands can do and the machines that I have and still have that really no one else has and the products that I was using, the caviar I was using is phenomenal. It still is phenomenal. Um, Nobody uses caviar the way I use caviar. And just the idea of caviar in that facial sounds so luxurious. The fact that I was infusing vitamin C underneath the caviar People are always like, how do you infuse C with caviar? Do you want the money? If it's yes, what are you willing to do to get it? Are you willing to ask for it? Are you willing to put it on your service menu? Are you willing to understand you got to have a niche? You got to have a specialty. Are you willing to do the things in that specialty to become the best? Are you willing to understand that your signature is what will bring people back because no one else can do what you do? If you know all of this and you're ready for it, you got to do the work. You're always going to work. You're always going to be doing the work. You're always going to be doing the work. The work will never go away, but the work is the only way to get the rewards. There's no way around it. You can't shortcut it. You got to do the things. For those of you who are on my podcast, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to take any of my masterclasses and join my masterclass community, you can visit me at www.stephanielanes.com. Thank you so much.